Hello, I am Hari Kumar from the Baker McKenzie Singapore office. Thank you once again for tuning in to Baker McKenzie's In The Know. This podcast series will feature a string of interviews with competition authorities in the Asia-Pacific region. Each episode in the series will involve a key member from the competition authorities' leadership who will share with us their unique views on the competition enforcement priorities and the key developments in competition policy and law enforcement in their respective jurisdictions. Some weeks back, we spoke to the Philippine Competition Commission. Today, we are very pleased to have Winnie Ching from the Competition and Consumer Commission of Singapore join us for today's episode. Winnie is the Director Legal at the CCCS. Um, the CCCS was set up in 2005 and has now got a track record of 15 years enforcing competition law in Singapore. And since 2018, the CCCS has been enforcing and administering consumer protection in Singapore as well. The CCCS is today one of the most respected enforcers in the Southeast Asian region, having concluded a number of landmark decisions and responsible for some of the thought leadership that takes place in competition policy development in the region. Winnie herself has been at the commission for close to 10 years and I, Winnie, have had the honor and pleasure of working alongside with you for close to eight years. So I know that you have extensive experience um, in the area of competition law, policy, and enforcement. So we're very pleased to have you today talk to us about what the CCCS has been up to, what its priorities are, some of the enforcement work it's been carrying out, and how it sees itself in terms of the work it will be doing in the next six to 12 months. So thank you for joining us, Winnie. A very warm welcome to you. And I look forward to speaking to you today. Thank you, Harry. We welcome the opportunity to share the work we've been undertaking. As I speak about our work, I do so from my own perspective rather than that of CCCS. That's great, Winnie. Um, so let's, let's start with the interview. My first question really is um, to find out from you or to get your views on what are the key enforcement highlights for the CCCS in the year so far? Thanks, Harry. CCCS has continued to produce an active stream of work in 2020, even while we face the challenges that have arisen from the COVID-19 situation. If I run through in brief what we've been doing during 2020 um, on the enforcement side first, um, in relation to cases, we've issued a proposed infringement decision on 31 March and an infringement decision on 4th June. So the proposed infringement decision relates to three businesses who were engaged in bid rigging for tenders related to the provision of maintenance services for swimming pools, spas, fountains and other water features to privately owned developments in Singapore. The infringement decision in June uh, found that uh, three businesses uh, to have bid rigged in relation to invitations to quote and invitations to tender called by Wildlife Reserve Singapore for the provision of services related to building, construction and maintenance. 
Wildlife Reserve Singapore manages the Singapore's Zoo, Night Safari, River Safari and Jurong Bird Park. Total penalties were $32,098. Now, CCCS has also been active on the consumer protection enforcement front. In January, CCCS obtained a state court declaration against Fashion Interactive and its director. Fashion Interactive is an e-commerce retailer selling shoes on its website, myglamorous.sg. Both were declared to have engaged in unfair trade practices under the Consumer Protection Fair Trading Act and ordered to cease such practices. In essence, Fashion Interactive had not sufficiently disclosed key information to consumers when buying shoes on their website, which misled consumers into purchasing a membership subscription with recurring monthly fees. In essence, it was a subscription trap. CCS also accepted undertakings in March 2020 from Wishing Well Beauty Centre and Ruby Beauty. Both were found by CCS's investigation to have breached the Consumer Protection Fair Trading Act by engaging in various unfair trade practices that misled consumers into purchasing beauty services. I move now on to notifications. Uh, to date this year, we've considered five applications for mergers. We've cleared four, four of these, uh, being Semways Viola, ARA Logistics Ventures, Logos China Investments, Fresenius Medical Centre and Renal Team, and Alstom Bombardier. One of the notified mergers has moved to a phase two, that being the acquisition, proposed acquisition by the London Stock Exchange of Refinitive Holdings. Here, third-party feedback evidenced concerns to us as to whether the merged entity would continue to supply certain refinitive benchmarks at fair, reasonable and non, on fair, reasonable and non-discriminatory terms to rival providers. The assessment on this remains ongoing. Another merger which was considered at phase two during 2020 and recently cleared on 25, uh, 25th August 2020 was the KSOE Daewoo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering merger. CCCS has also been engaged with work on the market study front. Uh, we recently published on 10th September our e-commerce platforms market study, which focused on gaining an in-depth understanding of the business models and operating environment of e-commerce platforms that compete or potentially compete across multiple market segments offering distinct products and or services. In this respect, the focus differs from studies conducted overseas. The study looked at potential competition and consumer issues which may arise from the proliferation of such e-commerce platforms. CCCS did not identify any major competition concerns involving e-commerce platforms in Singapore. It found CCCS's existing competition framework to be sufficiently robust to address major competition issues that may arise from the proliferation of such e-commerce platforms that compete in multiple market segments. However, the market study identified certain areas where further clarity and guidance by CCCS would be beneficial to assist businesses in the application of the Act in the digital space. This neatly brings me to another stream of work CCCS officers have been working on, the review of the competition guidelines. This review by various functional teams within CCCS is part of CCCS's ongoing efforts to ensure that its guidelines provide sufficient clarity to businesses and competition practitioners on the analytical and procedural frameworks used in applying the Competition Act and its accompanying regulations. 
The proposed amendments were published for public consultation on 10th September and follow on from the findings from the market study that I mentioned earlier, legislative amendments to the Competition Act, external and internal feedback. The guidelines also incorporate best practices that the teams reviewed as part of their study. On the consumer protection side, CCS has also recently published um, its guidelines on price transparency. The guidelines set out how CCS will interpret and give effect to the Consumer Protection Fair Trading Act in relation to the display and advertisement of prices and other pricing practices, such as time-limited discounts, free offers and price comparisons. I've talked about our case enforcement work, our merger notifications and our market studies. Finally, let me mention, as part of, this, as part of the review of 2020, that CCCS is undertaking its five-year strategic framework review where we chart our direction to 2025. That's great to hear, Winnie. It sounds like the CCCS has actually been really quite busy on both the competition enforcement and even the consumer protection front. And not only that, even from the development of competition policy, I remember that the last guideline review was uh, conducted and completed in 2016. Um, and I suppose in the last four years, it's now time, since given that it's been four years, rather, it's quite timely now to conduct uh, you know, the next review, um, given the experience uh, the Commission has um, undergone in the last uh, few years. So that's, that's interesting to know, and we'll keep an eye out for the public consultation of the guidelines review. That's right, Harry. It is timely for the guidelines to have an update. Um, aside from that, Yes, um, we, we, we did take note and um, you know, read with interest the e-commerce market study that was published on the 10th of September. And I do know that a number of our clients are interested in the findings of the study. So um, it'll be useful to um, talk about that. And it's, it's, thank you for pointing that out. And also lastly, the price comparison guidelines from the consumer protection front. That is also, of course, that has, uh, has been of developing interest uh, amongst various businesses, especially um, as you know, um, we, we have seen in the last few months, the increased use in online platforms and why it's imperative that um, prices are transparent for the consumer. So um, great to hear about these developments. Um, and moving on, I think that, that sets up a good um, segue into the, the next question, which is, um, how is the CCCS then managing the disruptions caused by COVID-19? Thanks, Harry. I think it's been quite uh, different times. Uh, if I can speak about the impact it's had on CCCS from an organisational perspective and a work product perspective, it's probably a useful way to approach how we've been coping. Organisationally, CCCS officers currently work from home as a default and are only allowed to return to office, office on a split team basis. We've been operating on a work from home basis since the Singapore's uh, multi-ministry task force announced the nationwide partial lockdown circuit breaker, which took effect uh, from 7th of April until 1st of June. Fortunately, it was not an organisational shock uh, CCS had already transitioned to working from home since 17th of March, where we were operating on a split team arrangement, whereby only half of us were in the office. In respect of our work, 
emergency notifications, applications for guidance, and almost all other casework activities uh, continued during the circuit breaker and now as per normal. Reviewing documents, assessing the evidence to, to determine whether or not the conduct of parties under investigation constituted anti-competitive conduct or unfair trade practices is something that we can do outside of the office given the systems that we have in place. Meetings with external parties, including law firms, involving merger notifications took place either via Zoom or WebEx. And the clock for the assessment of merger notifications continued to run as per normal. Field surveillance work, inspections at workplace premises and face-to-face -face interviews were obviously not conducted uh, during the circuit breaker period. However, we have since allowed officers to conduct interviews and gather information from third party and complainants, either by phone or virtually, and given the current situation, face-to-face -face interviews are now conducted where needed. Importantly, in terms of policy, uh, we issued our guidance note on collaborations between competitors in response to the COVID-19 pan pandemic. And this sets out our thinking in relation to how we'd approach the application of uh, the COVID-19 situation and the Competition Act. So it has been business as usual as far as possible or as far as practicable rather than um, for the CCCS. And, and that's, I think, um, good to hear in the sense that um, I think we, we, we have, you know, had queries from businesses and from clients operating across the region because of all the um, differences in terms of how the various regulators have been functioning during this period. So um, thank you for um, that, Winnie, in terms of, you know, um, giving us some insight as to the CCCS's approach to its work during these times. That leads us to, you know, the next question, which I have for you and for the CCCS. Um, it's really, what are the CCCS's priorities looking forward for the rest of, you know, 2020, 2021 and post COVID-19, really? Over to you, Winnie. Thanks, Harry. The CCCS's key initiatives for 2020 focused on facilitating Singapore's digital economy, empowering and protecting consumers, and fostering pro-enterprise and pro-innovation ecosystem. Our key sectors of focus this year, as can be seen from our work to date, are on digital platforms, building construction and maintenance services, and the beauty and wellness sectors. In terms of market studies, CCSCS has just completed an e-commerce platforms market study. We are also working on a market study that looks into private retail more space. This study aims to better understand the market for leasing of private retail space in Singapore, including how the market features impact competition. I mentioned earlier the review of CCS's guidelines and the public consultation. This will be a key stream of work in the latter half of 2020 uh, to ensure that the guidelines remain relevant, up-to-date and future-ready. Following feedback, we'll be considering the points raised and we'll publish a summary of the key feedback. The revised guidelines will be published together with this summary and the amended guidelines are likely to take effect thereafter. I suppose so future ready is the key word here in terms of, you know, um, competition enforcement going forward, given, given how quickly um, the markets today develop 
and how businesses are uh, embarked on the, the entire process of digital transformation, which we are seeing today. So um, being future ready is quite key. And uh, we look forward to, you know, um, looking into and reading into the various documents that the CCCSS pushes out, whether by way of guidelines or market studies in terms of how the commission intends to approach these platforms and these markets. On to the next and last question that I have for you, Winnie. If you are a business listening in to the interview today, what would you say would be your key takeaways for, for these businesses? As a primary point, it would be that businesses need to continue to self-assess their conduct to ensure compliance with the Competition Act and the Consumer Protection Fair Trading Act. However, I'd stress that guidelines can assist in this regard. So CCS's recent publication of the guidelines on price transparency provides greater clarity to suppliers on pricing practices. Moving forward, the revised CCS competition guidelines will likewise bring more clarity and guidance to business on the application of the Competition Act. And I'd urge businesses to take those key messages in the guidelines away with them when thinking about their self-assessment. That's good to hear, Winnie. Um, thank you for those extremely valuable insights. I mean, we've heard from you today about the market studies, um, firstly, the report that was published on the 10th of September, the ongoing market study into retail spaces for leasing, um, the ongoing guidelines review, uh, for which there will soon be a public consultation, touching on you know, the CCCSS approach to future-ready businesses, for example, um, and also on the bread and butter of the agency itself, which is on enforcement. And it's, it's been, I, I note with interest that the commission has continued to be busy uh, despite you know, the, the pandemic period causing certain restrictions in the way um, an agency is able to carry out its enforcement work. So thank you for, for that update. I'm sure our listeners would find it very useful. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Baker McKenzie's In The Know podcast series, interviews with competition authorities in Asia Pacific. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be released shortly. To receive timely updates on new episodes, please subscribe to our podcast series on your preferred podcast platform. You may also access the podcast on the Baker McKenzie website. If you have any queries on the substance of the interview today please do not hesitate to get in touch with us till then keep well and stay safe during this COVID-19 pandemic period thank you